0: radioinfluence.com
1: hello everybody and welcome back to mental intimacy my name is ian beckles and i'm here with the lovely dr gina love how are you hello
0: i'm good thank you good
1: so how's your week been young lady
0: my week has been so stressful and mm-hmm. overwhelming <laughs>
1: oh my goodness
0: and i've had lots yeah. of anxiety why why well, you know, what happens when you have your own business, mm-hmm. I'm working with clients, but I'm also doing the billing, I'm dealing with my employees, and I just got so overwhelmed that I'm, I have two teenagers, mm-hmm. so that's overwhelming too.
1: Well, that's, they make marijuana for that.
0: Um, I learned about this. <laughs> I am going to disclose this live right, All right now. right, let's hear it. That I tried marijuana for the first time in my life. Ever? Ever.
1: Really? Ever. Yes. And <laughs> what was the results, if I may oh ask? Oh, my
0: God. I'm... <laughs> I was like, "Where has this been
1: on my life?" Oh my goodness! So I mean, it just it calms you down. Yes. Uh, did you eat a lot?
0: No, because it was late. Oh. I was Okay. Just, I was, yeah. Well, you know what? I did bake cookies, but I barely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, do you normally oh bake cookies goodness. late at night?
0: No, I don't. Well, you
1: don't look like you're somebody bakes cookies <laughs> late at night. So, well, welcome to um, the dark side. But oh it's actually gosh. the bright side because marijuana is so much better than alcohol.
0: It is. And you know what? I don't like drinking anymore. I mean, I'm so tired of that feeling. And mm-hmm. you just feel so heavy and gross the next correct. day. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, it's just not good for you either. Listen, you,
1: you go to a party with a bunch of people drinking alcohol. There's probably a 50-50 chance people are breaking up there's probably 50 50 chance there's a fight there's yes. a 50 50 chance bad things happen you Always. go to a party with a lot of marijuana smoking <laughs> that's the pl- most peaceful place you've ever been in your life there's not gonna be very there's not gonna be any loud noises it's no. gonna be real real chill so yes. yeah w- welcome to the club welcome, Thank you. welcome to the club now this podcast that gina and myself put together you know it's called mental intimacy uh basically everybody goes through situations and trauma in life. Uh, we're gonna talk about traumas and some sexual situations. We're gonna go all over the place with this. Yes. But basically we're just talking about coping with trauma and different situations. And ironically, uh, I went to an outing on Saturday, a good friend of mine, an old teammate of mine, Tom McHale, who died uh, in 08 um, of a drug overdose. When they cut, cut his brain open, they said he, has a, he had a brain of a 70 year old Alzheimer patient. Now he's a football player. so. I don't know if they cut my brain open right now what it's going to say. Okay. So, But we all know that banging your head into people is not good for you ultimately. Now, I have to ask you this. For a brother like Tom McHale, who's gone, okay? Mm -hmm. My other brother, Vincent Jackson, who is gone as well. I have other brothers who are still alive that play football with me who talk to me about going through things. Like I've had... My former teammates say, I know I got that shit and that shit being CTE. Yeah. Now CTE is something that really can't be diagnosed while you're still on this planet, unfortunately. But I have to ask you, you know, as a therapist for my brothers to say, I know I'm going through that shit. What should I do? as their brother like i yeah. feel i feel i feel helpless
0: yeah you know i think the main thing is to, first of all be there for them let mm-hmm. them have a place to vent to mm-hmm. talk about things you know cuz you you probably want to do something like what do i do what do i say how do i fix this like sure. sometimes just being there for them is being that brother for them
1: understandable yeah. so when you have people come in as a therapist um would, would you say that everybody can be fixed oh gosh <laughs> that's a <laughs> no, tough that's a tough question
0: no i not really. Here's the here's the thing. If you're coming in and you want to be fixed, mm-hmm. then you will be fixed, right? But if you're coming in there because someone's making you come in there well, and understand. you don't think you have a problem, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be fixed, okay. you know?
1: what about something like CTE, okay? Yeah. CTE is not something that you knowingly did, okay? It's not like no. you went and did a bunch of drugs or drank a bunch of alcohol. Right. CTE is just something that's a, a product of whatever you were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be sports way back when, but something like that, that's tough because the unfortunate part is the people that are being, uh, you know, we're losing from CTE mm-hmm. Our football players and tough-minded people and they yes. don't really go together yeah like to say hey I have a problem and to be tough-minded don't really go together so how do yeah. you combat those two things
0: so one thing I tell people is don't label yourself you know I think if when, once you label yourself like oh I have CTE CTE I have a problem then that defeats you but mm-hmm. instead look at it as hey this is a situation a circumstance that has been given to me and I'm going to cope with it I'm going to be positive mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn how to deal with this just it's like last sure
1: just like last week we were talking about mental illness and it it is a thing it is. but it, it's somewhat of a choice do you agree with that I do okay good I do. I'm, I'm glad because yes. being on the air I had some people talk about mental illness and I said I look I, I believe that you have it yeah but it's also a choice whether you get up in the morning. It is. It's a choice.
0: It's a total choice. Mm -hmm. You choose your attitude. You wake up in the morning and you make that decision. Is today going to be a good day or is today going to be a bad day? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't help circumstances. You can't help what life's going to bring you, but you can help waking up and choosing to make that intention and to choose that positive attitude.
1: Now, we all know, and I, I, I talk owning here the Dignitary tea and Cava House, I deal with a lot of different people. Yeah. And I, I deal with a lot of people that I may not normally come across in in my circles, okay? Right. A lot of different people, Like I'm a, I'm a former football player, I work out. And I, there's people here that I may not come across, but I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us don't think alike, a lot of us don't react alike. Mm-hmm. So the other day there was a, somebody here that had a situation where lost an animal, okay? Mm-hmm. and.
0: That's hard. It's hard.
1: I understand that. And I've lost many animals.
0: Yeah.
1: But this is a tough situation for me because as somebody who's lost both my parents. Yeah. To watch somebody who lost an animal react worse than when I lost my parents, I found it hard for me. To, sp- to speak to him. You, you understand right, what I
0: mean? Right, You didn't get it. You couldn't, you I didn't couldn't relate it. to it. Yeah, and so yeah.
1: what do... Like, I'm not a therapist. You're the therapist. <laughs> but what do I do in that situation? Because yeah. I wanted to help him. But in the meantime, I wanted to say... Uh, you there's going to be a thousand things happen worse than this and right. you, you have to reserve these feelings for mm-hmm. those things.
0: So one thing I've learned as a therapist, which I cannot believe I've been doing this for 20 years. It's I'm not going to age myself here, <laughs> but I have. You started but at four. That's I good. started at four yeah, years yeah, old, yeah. of course. Um, but one thing that I've learned is that everybody's problem, that's their problem, right? So mm-hmm. maybe, of course, there's always going to be a bigger problem. Someone's going to, you know, have lose their arm and it's mm-hmm. going to be in our minds like, oh, wow, that's worse than having this. Or, mm-hmm. But we have to deal with with the person and the individual and understand like well they're dealing with this and they're sad about it. Um, maybe for you losing a pet wasn't a big as big, mm-hmm. but for that person that pet was their world. That mm-hmm. was their everything. So just kind of understanding the the, the, the human being that mm-hmm. that's important to them. That's their challenge.
1: Now, how do we as human beings? Uh, I guess build the resilience to to cope with these things like yeah. I, we all have coping skills right some people cope with trauma better than others yes is this something that we could actually build up as we were on this planet or is this yeah. something kind of an innate thing
0: yeah well i think that we're conditioned to be certain ways you know as children you know we were either raised um to be strong we were raised to be weak we've received certain messages so i but i we train ourselves and as adults we do become um resilient unfortunately through bad situations um I, th- I always believe that bad things happen for a reason okay. and they make us stronger, but resiliency is something that you train to, you build up in your system. You know, you really work on that sure. um, to get out of that victim mode mm-hmm. um, and, and be mindful about it. I always talk about mindfulness because we're so stuck in the past of, oh, poor me. And you know, our met are triggered like, oh, I'm such a bad person. I'm this, mm-hmm. but becoming resilient, just being mindful and going, no, I got this. Mm-hmm. I can be strong. I can move forward from this.
1: Mindfulness to me is is important. Okay, so important. As I get older, I I realize how important it really is. There's a couple people that you know are here, and they they'll say something, uh, and I'll say to them, "Your brain's listening to you." Like, cause your brain is listening to everything you say. So if you, if every day you're like, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm, your brain is going, yes, you are. Yes. But if you get up in the morning and go, I'm ready to go, your brain's like, let's rock and roll. Yeah. So mindfulness, I think, is very, very important. And, you know, for, for a therapist, as you have your people in there and you're, you're talking on Zoom or uh, or on person, you're teaching them skills to cope. But when they leave the session, what then? I mean, do you yeah. give them the different, and don't know, uh, skills and uh, tests and do things to the, I guess, hone it up.
0: Absolutely. So. Um, I always give homework. I think it's important, just like working out, you can come to a personal trainer and they can give you a workout program, but if you don't train every day, you're not gonna get in shape. The same with your mind. So one thing I tell people to do is you wake up in the morning and you set an intention, you do a routine. So five minutes of breathing exercises, five minutes of um, visualization, Mm. um, five minutes of movement, like stretching. So do like, you know, allocate 10 to 15 minutes and then set that intention. Say, today's gonna be a good day. Um, Just have this positive attitude in the morning. And then end your day with a gratitude. You always want to end your day with a gratitude because it's almost a reflection of your day. We go through so much during the day. There's so many stressors. The world's getting harder and harder and harder um, that we go to bed just heavy. So if you end your day and say, what happened today that I'm grateful for, that I'm proud of, you'll end up sleeping with a better mindset and you'll wake up with a better
1: mindset. Well said. And the thing is, we all all go through stuff, okay? Absolutely. It's just like uh, somebody saying, uh, as they're eating McDonald's fries and they got you know big Big Mac sauce in their face, they'll be talking about I'm gonna start dieting in two weeks. Yeah. You know, it's like like that person. Right. Like you you wanna say to people, even people are going through mental situations, what are you doing to help yourself? Yeah. And if you're not doing anything, stop complaining.
0: Look in the mirror. Thank you. Because you know, <laughs>
1: if if I somebody says to me, Well, I'm clinically depressed, and I say, Well, you're working on your diet,
0: yeah. are
1: you working out? Or, I mean, what are you doing? And if you're not doing anything, yeah. then I'm going to say, well, then that's why you're clinically depressed. Yeah. It's, it's it's deeper than that, though.
0: It is. But you know what? Stop for a minute and look at that little child in you and go, what would you tell that little kid that's looking up to you right now? You know, little Ian or little Gina. Yeah, you right. know? Like, what is it that you want them mm-hmm. to be seeing in you and live your life with that, you know, being making that person proud, which sure. is yourself, sure. you know? But yeah, you have to, you can't just say, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Um, you know, you really need to commit to something. You really Absolutely. need to commit to change.
1: Well, I mean, in, in my world, um, I have a lot of people around me and I care for a lot of people and I almost feel fatherly at times. Uh, you know, the guy that I did a show with, Jay Retcher is a good friend of mine. I consider him a brother and he went through quite the situation last week and I felt like I went through it too. You know, yeah. or, like, I just got off the air with him four months ago and him and his lovely uh, fiance, uh, Stephanie, uh, they just announced on Valentine's day that they were pregnant and they were having a baby. So that was February 14th and then they lost it on the 16th. Oh no. So, you know, I text Jay that day asking oh. what's going on. And he was like, well, we lost the baby and the baby was alive for two hours and they named the baby and stuff like that. And all like things like that, okay. So Well, yeah, it's that's sad if it happens to your enemy. Okay, when it happens to somebody you love, I mean, it's more than sad. You know,
0: deeper than that. So,
1: like for somebody, a therapist like yourself, uh, an older states older statesman like myself. Mm I found I found myself not knowing what to say but I think that's human because like after I got this text yeah I was crushed yeah so I know they're crushed so I li- like I almost literally said I don't know what to say I'm yeah. here for you what else is there
0: And and you know what you said the right thing that's mm-hmm. what you felt you were being authentic and honest mm-hmm. like hey I this is shocking to me I don't know what to say but I'm here for you mm-hmm. I love you and um you know I'm sorry you're going through this but I'm here for you
1: Sure Now yeah. I have to ask you as a therapist um, I don't know if there's going to be answers to these questions, but I'm sure some people ask, like I said, maybe I thought that guy was overreacting for his bird dying. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that was wrong for me. Uh, for the situation I just told you with Jay, like, I don't think they're, they're ever going to get over this. Okay. Yeah. But f- for another situation, is there a length where you should grieve? Is there a time we you should say it's time to move on yeah. because after a while, We have to say, okay, guys, okay, let's, let's, let's move on. We can't keep on thinking about that Mm -hmm. because I have people bringing up stuff that happened two years ago. And I said, no, 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 let's stop doing that. Right? Like we have somebody in here like, well, I, I had an accident five years ago. So that's going to be the, the blame for everything you do from five years after that. Yeah. So how long is too long to grieve afterwards? So
0: so here's the thing with grief. Of course, it's not an exact time. Everyone grieves differently, but you have to go through the stages. There's shock, there's sadness, there's anger, there's the bargaining stage, and then there's acceptance. That's the last stage of grief. And that takes a long time. It takes time, but be compassionate with yourself. But here's what happens. when After we grieve, if it's prolonged... It starts turning into PTSD because it's more of a traumatic response. Correct, yeah. If it turns into PTSD, and that so there's other ways then you work through that because now it's the memories and the trauma that are triggering you. Mm. Um, so I would say grief is normal for as long as you need it but i think if it gets to the point where it's like years and years and it's more of a ptsd where you're having nightmares or you're reacting in an angry way or mm-hmm. having outbursts then you have to treat that more as a trauma
1: sure yeah i have to ask you as you know i'm, I'm sure you've had many relationships uh you've been married just once you were married
0: um i've been married once okay yes that's, that's enough yeah, that's I, was,
1: a- I was married <laughs> once too i'm only gonna be married once when i die that's once <laughs> is enough uh as your your significant other yeah. um what situation was he in being married to a therapist? I'm sure people have asked you this before. Like <laughs> how tough was it? Cuz you're 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 dealing with brains and you're dealing with the sexual part of it and all. Yes. that's a lot of pressure for dudes because there's, there's pressure to begin with i'm hard was it, to be with was there, <laughs> do, you, do you admit that do you admit that
0: well i'm very emotionally aware let's just put that okay. right. i'm aware i notice everything i okay. diagnose everything um you know i would say it's good and bad i think that um like i could tell right away if someone's lying to me or i got you know, that I, could, too, I could go right through the bullshit yeah
1: i got that too <laughs> i got to i'm not a therapist i don't have a, a certificate on my wall but i definitely
0: Yes. But I will say like the men in my life will probably tell you that I've helped them. You know, I think that um, I'm very patient. You know, I think being with a therapist, um, we have very intimate and deep conversations. And um, so I I try not to, um, when I'm in a relationship, I try not to make that person my like patient because mm-hmm. that's easy to do sure um but I would say like my in my relationship I would say there was good and there was bad maybe the bad was just you know that I'm just aware of everything that sure doing.
1: well I mean it, it couldn't be it couldn't be easy okay it no. be, but you know this, this is the price so you're gonna be you gonna be, you're, you're, you're gonna be all right the so price you pay, there yes. you go so you know I guess and I I think I was born mentally strong and I don't even know what that means okay, okay. not everybody I don't think anybody can say, everybody can say that. Yeah. And I don't even know what angle I'm using. i I'm just, okay. you know, having gone through football and got to this point and been I through, I think I'm relatively mentally strong. You think that's an innate thing or some people can build on that?
0: I, I mean, I believe that mental, mental strength is conditioned. You know, I think, I don't know what your upbringing was, but I think, you know, being an a- an athlete mm-hmm. made you strong right there because you had to be resilient. Mm-hmm. You, you, you had to be focused and disciplined. Um, so I think that maybe you just were trained that way. I don't think you're just born
1: no, strong, I don't
0: mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, people are born into really bad homes or mm-hmm. bad situations. So I think more in your case, it was your background and your upbringing. And
1: conditioning, but like my thing is, like I was brought up a certain way, like my parents didn't have, my parents came from, I mean, nothing, okay? They came from Guyana and Trinidad and they grew up in like a a shed, okay? They didn't have anything. So we had a lot more growing up in Montreal, but that was what I was from. So being spoiled, I just didn't get, like I didn't get being spoiled, I just, I have to work for everything I've ever I've ever had. Well, that helps there. It, it does, but yeah. then they have some people that grow up the same way that turn out differently. Yeah. They also have some rich ass kids that grow up in in the rich neighborhood. Yeah. That are dogs. Like right. that's that happens big time. So then I would yeah. have to say then my conditioning led to what I am now, but. I think it's still innate because you could still be yes. anything.
0: Yes, yeah, I think that it does. There's something inside of you that want. It's that want, that mm-hmm. desire, right? Because, like you said, you can have this great family upbringing, but you could be a total asshole. Correct, you that's know? facts. Yep. But but you're right. I think it's like you're just a driven person. It's your person. Your personality. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's the word I'm looking for? I think your personality pl- plays a big part of oh, that. Oh, I too. would I would say so. for, yes. for
1: sure. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of people out there that. Uh, are claiming to be mentally ill, claiming to be somewhat depressed. Right. For myself, yeah. I, I, I try to be sensitive. <laughs> Personally, I think there's too many categories.
0: Yeah. There's
1: just, like, there's, oh, my God, there's this much syndrome and this syndrome, and we're, God's sake. we're pushing people into syndromes. Absolutely. We're saying, well, if you do this, you should act like this. Well, yeah. like, I'm not I'm not big into that, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm really not. But... The the whole thing, our world right now, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, I think it needs tough love yes but but we're not ready for tough love because everybody's so sensitive it seems like
0: everyone is so sensitive i've noticed that too and i try not to put um a diagnosis label on my clients i mean of course i have to give a diagnosis Mm -hmm. and if you come in you know we figure out what's going on i give you the diagnosis and we work on the symptoms and all that but i try not to label because you do become your label and i think we do need to stop doing that Mm -hmm. and um just start looking at it as like hey i have control over this because you know speaking of anxiety anxiety is all about loss of control mm. and what I feel like everyone has anxiety now that's because fast. we have all these filing cabinets open in our brain everyone's overwhelmed you know and instead of just like closing it all up and going I'm going to handle one thing at a time I think everyone's just all over the place everyone's freaking out
1: sure and tough love is something that I've given my whole life I just yeah. that's just what as a parent uh as a as a friend good. I, I think you need that yeah I think you need you need somebody who's going to stroke you and you need somebody who goes, I love you. But, but you know, you got, you got to put in more. That's all important.
0: I mean, I'll give you a personal story. I was Mm -hmm. in a really bad relationship that I just got out of Mm -hmm. um, back in January and it lasted for four years. And finally it took my friends and family to get together and Mm -hmm. give and say, Gina, enough. This is enough. We've had Mm -hmm. enough, you know, and thank God for that. They gave me tough love. Now, can you,
1: as when you look back, can you figure out why you fell into that?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, I just got it out of my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in a vulnerable place. You know, I was looking for, um, you know, someone that was going to do fun things with me. And Mm -hmm. I just think I just fell into this codependency. I get it. I get it. And. You know, but like I said earlier, sometimes we have to go through bad things to really um, be in a better place. And I'm in such a better place now because I had to go through that. Um, I will never go through that again. I will tell you right now, I will never go through a (laughs) better...
1: No, I get get it. I think what happens is, and like I did this when I went through a 23-year marriage. Yeah. So when when you... you know, when you eat steak for 23 years, you would enjoy the steak. But yeah. but then you have some lobster. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's lobster amazing. <laughs> and it's just different. That's all. It's different. And you got to watch yourself. You don't You don't yeah. get caught up in that.
0: Right. You know? Right.
1: As somebody who likes to dabble in in, um, in cannabis and, uh you know, I mess, I mess with mushrooms a little bit too. They say that you can fall in love. You have to watch yourself. Yes. If you do some mushrooms with somebody, you'll fall in love with them.
0: Oh. And, it, and it can be
1: the mushrooms if you if you know what i'm saying oh
0: i see what you're yeah, saying Yeah, so you
1: could fall in love with this the situation they experience yes. but it's not so much that person so it's a
0: what fantasy exactly of what they can be for you exactly right? so mm-hmm. as a therapist
1: when you have patients come in there uh sexually i'm sure you have patients come here having issues sexually all the time um is that your biggest situation
0: yeah so everybody always comes in with non-sexual issues like oh i'm depressed or i see a lot of couples and yeah. oh, my my marriage is failing we hate each other but it always comes down to a sexual issue um so i i do see a lot of sexual issues a lot of mm-hmm. intimacy issues sure. um again i think it comes down to we're so living in the past living in the future what if what if, and no one's just living in the moment mm-hmm. so that's why our sex lives are so destroyed sure. all over the
1: place that's gotta be tough as it's th- like i say tough love but i don't think a therapist can give tough love i don't really think you could to a certain yeah, extent to a certain, a certain extent, extent.
0: We but yes. to
1: look at a couple and not really know them because you don't really know them i
0: don't and then you
1: don't know them and you're trying to help them sexually yes <laughs> so i have to ask you this question how in detail do you get i, mean, I get so detailed i i mean like I how, have, how detailed if i have to ask like
0: uh, okay like imagine like you you're you come to see me and okay. i'll be like So, Ian, why aren't you having sex with your wife? Mm -hmm. And then you'll be like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, are you watching porn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, what kind of porn are you watching? You know, so like, I'll get in details and then I'll ask (laughs) questions like,
1: (laughs) you're cornering cats. Well, I like (laughs) watching transgender
0: (laughs) porn. Well, okay, well, maybe that's not maybe that's why you don't want to be with your wife. Maybe you like men or, you know, like, we'll get really.
1: You got deeper than that one. Oh, well, we'll get deep in this <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah.
0: But I, I get right to it, you know, or, or, you know, what, what is this? Does she smell or is there something wrong with her? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll ask all the questions. What if they're not,
1: what if they're not compatible? That that happens. Absolutely. That happens.
0: Yes. And as many clients, couples that I have saved, I have also helped separate you know, because if you're not meant to be, yeah. you're not meant to be. And again, Correct. I'm not here to keep, to say you're supposed to be together. You're not supposed to be together, but they'll figure it out. And if it's not going to work, then I'll help you separate too.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you, you know, we talked about, uh, you talked about marijuana earlier. You just talked about mushrooms. Yeah. Is, is, do you ever... This is the one thing. I find when couples both drink, it's cool. Both smoke, it's cool. Both take the same thing, it's cool. But if one takes it, it throws it off. It
0: does. It throws it off.
1: So if both people are indulging in marijuana, it's wonderful. And <laughs> do you do you let them know that?
0: I do, okay. yeah. I mean, one person that's drunk and the other one's laying there sober or whatever, <laughs> doesn't that's work. no fun. Doesn't work. No, you it both doesn't... have to be on the same page. Correct. Well, I yeah. mean, hopefully
1: the person who gave you your marijuana, <laughs> you guys could be on the same page because that's some good stuff. <laughs> Well, we kind of are. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, was th- like, well, there you go. <laughs> that, that's so. So, are you giving it a thumbs up for the the experience afterwards? It,
0: it was a yes. Sweet. It was a great experience. Good. I was so nervous. I'm like, what's gonna happen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, a good friend of mine, uh, who I never thought would, he uh, took a little bit of mushrooms, and I said, try this, and he had sexy time, and he said that was a different experience. Oh, because you're like in this other world. Oh my God. And
0: then I turned on some Bob Marley.
1: Oh, no, no. Then now you're messing around with the whole situation. And uh, listen, it's all about... Sex, I believe, is its best when everybody is relaxed. Oh, yes. So, what the hell? What's better? What gets you more relaxed? Marijuana. I, I know.
0: And stop thinking so hard. <laughs> I have couples who are like, well, yeah. you know, do we have to do it at this time and take a shower? I'm like, yeah, no. Do that. Just, Just go
1: in there, get nasty, get butt nasty, and I, do I it. I tell
0: people, get naked. So yeah. There's no stop worrying about oh i have to perform i have to have intercourse like just get mm. naked explore each other's bodies yeah. you know smoke but, a blunt smoke a blunt <laughs> <laughs> and
1: get it and get it popping get high and that's get what poppin'. i'm saying i like yeah. it get high and get it popping it's a beautiful thing yes so 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 for people who have issues and there's a lot of different reasons to have therapists so you said you're basically or mostly sexual? I mean, so if somebody else is looking for a therapist, how do they go about finding a therapist? Yeah,
0: no, no. I'm not mostly, I mean, I am a sex therapist Mm -hmm. also, but I mean, I'm a licensed mental health counselor, so I deal with, um i I work with a lot of veterans i do ptsd depression anxiety disorders um just regular couples counseling. i see a lot of kids in my office because kids now are starting young with anxiety disorders we have to do a whole segment on that
1: i'm I'm being serious about (laughs) this seriously this whole thing about children and i have three kids that are all in their upper 20s now yeah and i used to hear things from them and i just look like so-and-so's an alcoholic and i go in high
0: school i have a 17 year old right now that comes to see me alcoholic how do you become an alcoholic at 17 you start depending on the alcohol to <sighs> cope with your in, your issues
1: how did your parents let you get there you yeah, know what know. my kids weren't going to be alcoholics <laughs> in my house that wasn't going to happen so a lot of it is parenting it's crazy
0: it's parents are so neglectful now because they're so busy
1: and it's let me say this and i was blessed Get off your phone yeah <laughs> I'm 55. I went to a lot of schooling. I don't remember one kid committing suicide my whole oh, tenure in school. Yeah. And that happens all the time. All I think time. two kids in plant did like last year. They did, they did. That is craziness. Yeah. So we need to really
0: be aware and look at the signs. We have to talk to your kids, talk to them. Yeah.
1: But but this is what's scary though, and maybe you could disagree. Sometimes the signs ain't there. I know. Because I talked yeah. about Vincent Jackson mm-hmm. a month a month before Vincent Jackson left this planet. Yeah. He was sitting in my cafe and everybody who was here goes, "That's the sweetest man I ever met in my life." Yeah. And I go, "Yeah, Vincent's just a sweet man." Yeah. And a month later he was gone. And then you find out that he was having situations with his family and having hard times. And a lot of times what they show you is a facade. It is. And it's it's very sad. So they
0: say check on your strong friends, right? Correct. Check on everybody. I call my buddies
1: and my people and I say, how are you doing? That's the first question. So if anybody wants to contact you for a therapist, how to get in contact with you. Yeah, just
0: go to my Instagram at uh, Dr. Gina Love. Perfect. If anybody
1: (laughs) wants to hit me up, I'm an Instagram type cat. It's Ian underscore Beckles. I have a couple other Podcasts going on as well and uh we have a, an event coming up in july we'll let you know more about it. it's going to be called catadelic summer so i'll be doing it with creative loafing and the people from catadelic and uh we'll be talking about more marijuana and uh, fun, yeah. and psychedelics and stuff like that so gina's been real for the second one it's
0: been real loved it so fun thank you for <laughs>
1: listening everybody everybody have a wonderful week and uh, please be safe Bye. Peace out.